Welcome to the prolific teaching ministry of Pastor Emmanuel Iren, lead pastor of Celebration Church International. It is his vision to partner with you for your progress and joy in the faith. Ready, set, grow. Hallelujah. All right. So I want to welcome you to the month of March. In the month of March, this is the month of the supernatural. Hallelujah. Say, this is my month of the supernatural. See, this month, I will see the invisible. I will do the impossible. Hallelujah. And we're starting a new teaching series this month. This is Healing School Part 1. Healing School Part 1. Healing School Part 1. You see, this is a teaching ministry. And so, all our teachings are curriculum conscious. We always have somewhere we're headed. We, we, we have a standard of knowledge that we want you to measure up to. So we try to give you enough materials for every subject. And we know that we have teachings on the supernatural and healing here and there. But we want to start a teaching series specifically. So we can just give you enough material so that if you need a healing, you can just take a holiday listen through and sort things out so this teaching series is especially for two categories of people people who are trusting for a healing miracle and then people who are trusting to see more miracles in and through their lives and i believe there is no one here who doesn't belong to at least one of those categories so i want you to be expectant not the person by your side gently and say this teaching series is for you Hallelujah. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20. It says, My son, attend to my words, incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. This is so important in our day. He said, my son. I like the fatherly touch to it. My son, attend to my words. Incline your ears. That means to tilt your head as if to hear something. To hear someone saying something. Incline your ears. Let it show in your posture that you're ready to learn. Let it show in your demeanor that you're ready to listen. The Hebrew word translated attend is akin to, you know, what a waiter does for you when you visit a restaurant. So he's literally waiting to be called upon. He's attending to you. In fact, many times they're called attendants. So he's attending to you, waiting for you to say, hey, I need whatever it is you need. And you know how frustrating it can be when you want something in a restaurant and then the people are not professional enough to know that they, they ought to be at your beck and call. It's enough reason for you to say, I'm not coming here anymore. And God is asking you, the same way you appreciate it when a waiter waits on you, have that same attitude to the word of God. Don't let God check your secret place 
and find you absent one month, one week, even two days. It's too much. Attend. Attend. It says, keep it in the midst of your heart. I'm going to dwell on this even more, you know, in the coming days, this month. But you see, a lot of people don't even know how to receive a healing. You don't know how to receive a healing. You see, when you want to receive a healing, surround yourself with words of faith. Read about it, think about it, you know, don't just pray about it. It matters what your mind is pondering on, dwelling on. There are some things you want spiritually, you shouldn't be found everywhere. Just gallivanting up and down. No, you have work to do. He says, my son, attend to my words. Keep it in the midst of your heart. He says, they are life to them that find it. You know, you might have been hearing it, but it's a totally different thing for it to dawn on your spirit. You see, I, I, I talk to a lot of older people and then, you know, they say interesting things. Like, oh, you young people, you remind me of those days. You might have heard something like that before. Older people like to talk about the good old days when they were on fire for the Lord. Once upon a time, they were very enthusiastic about the subject of healing, ready to pray for the sick and all of that. What happened? They tell you life happened. They saw too much. They began to know too much. Some Christian parents can be the most sensual people you can ever find. You know, it's more difficult sometimes to demonstrate your faith in a Christian home. And cut them some slack. Can I tell you something? It's a difficult, well, not difficult. It's a different ball game when you have children. You might have faith for yourself, but quote and unquote, you love them so much, you begin to idolize them, and you just want to preserve them at all costs. And you who would pray before, now at the slightest thing, their hand is painting them, you're thinking of the drugs. Have you noticed that average African mom is a pharmacist? They just say, oh, you're having this symptom, this symptom, this. you will take this drug, mix it with this one, balance it with this three times daily. And mind you, I don't think it's wrong to use medicine. Anyone who says it's wrong to use medicine does not know the word of God. But the point is, when, how did you come to a point where it has become so difficult to demonstrate your faith? You only talk to God when there, was, there is no one else to talk to. When the doctor says, ah, I can't do anything. Then the faith you should have been growing since. You want to start practicing it. It doesn't work that way. I want to advise you. Start training yourself now. Growing your faith now. You will need it. Are you listening to me? You will need it. So help me nudge the person by the side gently again. You're going to get a lot of that in this service. Say, attend to the word. Attend to the word. Hallelujah. Is that they are alive to them that find it. A lot of people hear the word of God, they're excited about it, but they don't allow it settle deep enough. Like the parable in Matthew chapter 13, different scenarios of the word. The Bible describes a particular category of people. Matthew chapter 13 verse 20. It said they received the seed, but on stony soil, stony ground. Stony ground. And so the word 
grew up, quote and unquote, germinated fast, but the reason for its speed is there was not much earth, not enough depth. So it grew, they were excited, but guess what? When tribulation and persecution came, as quickly as it grew, it was destroyed. As quickly as it germinated, it was destroyed. And this applies to many people as pertaining to healing. They've heard about God's healing power, his readiness to heal. And well, after a while, life happened. Life happened. And so they began to readjust their theology to accommodate their experience. You know what I'm saying? I believe in it, but let's not be too, you know, you hear things like that. Or God, some people will say, God heals when he feels like. What type of God would that be? What, what kind of dad would that be? Listen, I'm sorry. I know what it's like to believe for a miracle. And it seemed like it didn't happen. I know what it's like. But can I challenge you today? Let's stick to the word and the word alone. Are you with me? Stick to the word. Don't come up with excuses and explanations. Stick to the word. Attend to the word. You know, I've had a similar experience years ago. I'd never heard of what cessationism is, you know. And I had been praying for the sick, seeing many healings. But one day, some funny fellow came, introduced me some, to some materials, some learned fellows, professors of theology, <laughs> saying healing does not happen today. And of course, there was no way I was going to ever believe that. You know, but, but I was just curious about their position. I began to listen to some of the materials, and there was a struggle in my heart. And because of that struggle, I wasn't as enthusiastic as I used to be to pray for the sick and all of that. And I discovered something strange. Throughout that period, I saw no vision. Almost no sick was healed. It all stopped. Listen, it matters what you pay attention to. There's a reason God is saying, attend to my words. And I remember I was in a service. And I just saw the pattern, saw all that was happening. I knelt down right in the service and I said, God, I repent. How can I doubt your healing power? I've seen you work too many times. I've seen it in your word. And right there as I knelt, I saw the angel of the Lord, an angel walked towards me. I'd not seen something like that in a long time. Walk, the moment I said, Lord, I repent, I know you are a healing God. Of course I know. You love your children. You love me. That moment, I saw an angel walk towards me, you know, squat where I, the way I squatted, placed and his arms around me and comforted me, you know. And that's what is going to happen to many of you in this service. The Lord is repairing your conviction on healing. Say loud, amen. amen. And he's going to do it with his word. Yes, you will see many healings today. Make no mistake. But I want your conviction to be founded on the word. Thank you, Jesus. Just give him praise right now. Give him praise right now. Give him praise.
Be conscious. Be conscious of the, the presence of God right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Are you with me? Do you understand what I'm saying? And so when the devil is successful at persuading you that healing is not for you or not for today, you only exempt yourself. You Listen, you might have a strong opinion about it, but God won't stop healing because of you. You only exempt yourself from being a partaker. That's what happens. It matters what you believe. Just like in primary school, we used to do debates. A teacher is better than a doctor. 90% of debates in primary school in this country were teacher and doctor or farmer. And someone will always win. But it doesn't mean that a doctor is actually better than a farmer or a farmer is better than a doctor. They will give the award to the more eloquent person. So because you are woke on Twitter does not mean you're saying the truth. You have to understand that. I, I'm just saying that in passing. Let me tell you with all sense of conviction. This God heals. He heals. Hallelujah. God is not a figment of your imagination. He's not a philosophical concept. Some of us, the God that we picture is a God we created. We have fitted him to fit our experiences instead of looking into the word. And I want to challenge you today, look into the word. The Bible says in Romans chapter 15 verse 4, Romans 15 4, it says, For whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning. Hallelujah. So we learn from what is written in the word of God, not from culture, not from exposure, not from experience, from the word. It says it's written for our learning, written for our learning that we through patience and comfort of scriptures may have hope. Hallelujah. As we look into the word of God, hope is rising. Hallelujah. You might not have been enthusiastic about healing. You have explained it away, all the things that, that are happening around you. But in this service, I'm telling you, hope is rising. It says, as you look into the word of God and you learn, it says, you will have hope, patience, and comfort from scriptures. The audacity to know that God heals. He's ready to heal today. His power is available today. Thank you, Lord. He is here. Right now, there's no need to wait. There's no need to beg. His power is in our midst for all to receive. He is here right now. To meet every need. You know, it's interesting what the Lord is telling me. Even cases you consider small are being treated. Yeah. He is here right now. There's no need to wait. No need to wait for tomorrow. He's here right now. No need 
too bad. He's your daddy. Just receive. Some people, you know, they're nervous about this stuff. They're like, okay, how do I tilt my head to receive now? Oh, oh, am I in faith? Oh, I'm doubting. No, I have faith. I'm doubting. Let me tell you this. It doesn't matter the level of your faith. You'll be healed today. <laughs> you know, irony is, when I tell you that, then your faith hits the roof. Because faith is just surrendering yourself to the word of God. Believing that he is who he says he is. The more mechanical you make it, the more difficult. You just complicate things. Hallelujah. I remember the first healing meeting I had in 2010. I was, I was going for the meeting and the Lord told me, he said, tell them, even those who don't have faith will be healed. And it was a small meeting. There were 120 instant testimonies, instant miracles. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Do you believe today? Say thank you, Jesus. That you through the patience and the comfort of scriptures may have hope. I'll tell you a story. The children of Israel. is a long story about how they got there, but they were slaves in Egypt. They shouldn't have been. In fact, Egypt and its economy owed its existence to their ancestor, to Joseph. Joseph saved them in a time of famine through prophetic gifts. He saved them. But somehow they became threatened, jealous. The children of Israel, they were spreading in Egypt. And just the same spirit you see at work today with xenophobia and all of that, they felt, oh, these people are getting so many in our community. If we don't constrain them, we will not have jobs. Same thing. And so they made them slaves. They even went as far as killing their children so that they will multiply. Killing their children. And God said, I'm going to bring them out. How is he going to bring them out? He didn't need any ally. He didn't need any nation, any neighboring country to, to write, this is the United Nations. What urging you to let Israel go? No. God said, I will bring them out. And David documents, he writes a documentary on this. Look at Psalms chapter 105. Psalm 105. 105, verse 28. You know, Moses went to Pharaoh, said, God said, let my people go. And Pharaoh responded, he said, who is God that I should let him go? You know, Pharaoh was a title. Pharaoh meant God of the earth. It was a title. Pharaoh called himself God. And so he's like, who is, who, 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 do you know who you're talking to? Who is God? And God said, who is God? You're asking who is God? Hold my cup. <laughs> a lot of interesting things began to happen. Psalm 105 verse 28. The Bible says he sent darkness and made it dark. He turned water to blood. You know, you think it's fascinating that Jesus turned water to wine. How about this? An entire river turned to blood. Listen, at least wine is made by human beings. But blood, if it is blood... Actual real blood, not ketchup and some stuff like Nollywood does. Like 
blood. That's incredible. <laughs> Turned their waters to blood, killed their fish, the land abounded with frogs, even in the chambers of the king, he spake, and there came a swarm of flies, the lies in the territory. He gave hail for rain, flaming fire in the land. He struck the vines also, the fig tree, the splinters of the trees of their territory. He spoke, and locusts came, young locusts without number, and ate their vegetation and devoured the fruit of the land. And then he told them, he said, Israel is my firstborn. If you don't let Israel go, your firstborns are going to go. They won't listen. And it happened. Firstborn went. But we're getting somewhere. In verse 37, he said, He brought them also, brought them out also with silver and gold. Read the next sentence together, one to go. And there was none feeble amongst the tribes. Everybody read that again, one to go. None feeble? The Bible tells us there were 600,000 foot men. Non-feeble. This is a statistical impossibility to have 600,000 people. At some point, the number of Israelites came to 3 million. None of them was feeble. Do you know what that means? To have 600,000 people in a place and not one of them is sick. Listen, when Moses went to Pharaoh the first time and said, let the children, let God said, let my people go. Pharaoh said, you have time. It is because you don't have enough work. That's why you're coming with ideas like this. So he told the laborers, the taxmen, he said, double their burdens. And these guys, the soldiers even had whips. Those of them who were trying to catch a breath, they were flogged. So they were made to walk sun up to sundown. So with that kind of labor, none was feeble. No single one of them had, you know, as they were leaving Egypt, none of them was limping. Think about that. None of them had a single pain in the hand or in the body. All were strong, hale and hearty. I told you before, not only is it possible to have a local church where nobody is sick, we are going to see it. If Moses under the law saw it, Moses led the people, every single one of them was healthy. My spirit is open to the possibility of such. I want to challenge you. It's God's will. It's God's will. None feeble. And the Bible is clear on why that happened. In Exodus chapter 15 verse 26, he told them, he said, If you hearken to my words, keep all my commandments, Keep all my statutes. It says, all the plagues that you saw that came upon Egypt will not come upon you. He said, because I am the Lord that healeth thee. He was introducing himself. You need to understand, these guys, they didn't know God. In fact, when Moses was going to go to them, he had to say, who will I say sent me? They needed introduction. Praise the Lord. And now he introduces himself. He said, I am the Lord that heals. He said, I'm a healing God. Praise the Lord. If you heard of any other type of God, that's not the God of the Bible. He said, I am the Lord that heals. Hebrew word Rapha. I heal. That's who I am. Rapha also means physician. 
in Genesis chapter 50, verse 2, it was translated physician. He said, I'm, I'm a doctor. This is my complimentary card. Nice to meet you, Dr. Jesus. Are you with me? He's a physician. He is a physician. He introduced himself as such. Not just lawgiver, not just savior, but healer. Do you believe that today? And so in Hebrews, <laughs> before we get to that, look at Psalm 103. 103 from verse 1. You know, some people think it makes sense to believe that God who saved them cannot heal them. Which do you think is more difficult? Do you know what it means to be saved? The doctrine of salvation is this. If you believe in your heart, Lord Jesus, confess with your mouth that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And what does that mean? What does that entail? Though you die at the trump of God, you'll be, your, your spirit that has been with God will be reunited with a new body in which you will live forever. So in essence, in local parlance, in the most simple way I can say it, salvation is the dead coming back to life never to die again. That's what it is. So it makes sense. Does it make sense to you that someone believes, I believe that someone who died can come back to life and never die again. But hey, this headache, I'm not really sure. That's what a lot of people are doing. He's a healing God. He is Rafa. Say he is Rafa. And so David says this in Psalm 103. From verse 1. It says, bless the Lord, O my soul. All that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not his benefits. He's saying, listen, God was the God of the Israelites. He introduced himself to Israel at the time. And Israel had an advantage in this God. He's the God that heals. A lot of things were happening in Egypt that were not happening to them because they knew God. They had a supernatural advantage. Listen, they were literally living in a community that had plagues, but they did not experience it. That pertains especially in this period, right? So there were a lot of plagues, a lot of ailments around that, you know, and even without going about with marks. They didn't have to block their nostrils, block the, you know, and they were safe. Listen, I'm not against precautionary measures. I'm just telling you about God, what he's capable of. Hallelujah. They had a supernatural advantage in God. He's the God that heals. He introduced himself as such. And so David said, bless the Lord, oh my soul, forget not all his benefits. There are benefits to knowing this God. Benefits, supernatural advantage. And just in case you have forgotten what those benefits are, like David, you can command your soul to remember, bless the Lord, oh my soul, forget not. You can come to a point where you forget. So he's telling his soul to remember. In the next verse, he says, he forgives all our iniquities. He heals all our diseases, both of them in the same verse. He's not just a savior, he's a healer. Come on, are you with me? Don't hold on to one. He's not just savior, he's healer. Save your spirit, heal your body. 
Don't hold on to one. Hold on to all of it. He said, he fills our mouth with good things so that our youth is renewed. Like the eagles. Listen to me. If you're here, you discover that there were some things you could do before you can't do again. Your youth is renewed. I thought you would receive with more expectancy. Maybe you could run before. You can't run anymore because maybe the doctor said there's a, there's a case of asthma. Your youth is renewed. Or maybe it's your legs, they've grown weak. I'm telling you, your youth is renewed. Yeah. He can renew your youth. And he will. That's my God. And so, the Bible tells us you have to understand. The Jews had an image of God. He introduced himself as Rapha. So if any Messiah was going to come, and was going to live in a manner that was inconsistent. They, they're not going to believe that. They know who God is. He's Rapha. And the Messiah was going to have to heal. And thank God he did. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 1 verse 1. It says God who at hundred times and in diverse manners appeared. Spoken to our fathers by the prophet. Had in these last days spoken unto us in his son. He says describing the son. He's the brightness of, of his glory. The exact image, the express image of his person. Meaning you want to know who God is? Look at the son. Look at Jesus. And so when we look at Jesus, what do we learn about healing? What do we learn about healing? We know once and for all. In fact, the case is closed in Christ. God cares about you. He cares about how, how healthy you are. It matters to him. Of all the verses that talk about Jesus, 727 of them, we're talking about healing. Him healing someone. In fact, healing the sick make, make, made up for 60% of his early ministry. 60%. In three and a half years, he was healing most of the time. Did you hear what I just said? In three and a half years, he was healing most of the time. The Bible says in Acts chapter 10 verse 38, it said how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil because God was with him. He healed the sick all the time. He wasn't a specialist. He wasn't healing only eyes. Only leg pain, only stomach pain. He healed all kinds, all kinds of sickness. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 4 verse 23, it says, And Jesus went about in all Galilee, teaching in the synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all kinds of sicknesses and disease. Everybody say all kinds. <laughs> the Bible says his fame spread throughout Syria. And they brought unto him all that were sick, who were afflicted of various diseases and torments, those who were demon-possessed, epileptics, paralytics, and he healed them all. The Bible also says this in Matthew chapter 15, verse 29 and 30. Matthew 15, 29 and 30. The Bible talked about him going and skirting over the sea of Galilee and went up the mountain and sat there. The Bible says the multitude came to him, having with them the lame, the blind, the mute, the maimed, and many others. They laid them at Jesus' feet, 
and he healed them. He's a, he heals all kinds. All kinds. It doesn't matter the name it is called. He healed them all. It's also interesting and important for you to know that, he, you know what I'm doing? I'm laying a theological foundation, something you can bounce back to, run back to, and build your conviction. Hallelujah. That's why I'm taking my time like this. You learn from the ministry of Jesus that God was always ready to heal. You know, in Matthew chapter 8, he was coming down a mountain and a leper came to him and said, Lord, if you will, make me whole. The Bible says, Jesus touched him. This is a leper. He should have been worried about, you know, contracting the disease. But he touched him. And instead of contacting the leprosy, the leprosy was healed. He said, I will be thou cleansed. Praise the name of the Lord. This is Dr. Jesus we're talking about. A physician, he doesn't administer drugs, he just touches people. He's going to touch you today. I don't know if I shared this testimony with you. Yeah, I think I shared it during the midweek service. A lady came to see my wife and I. shared a testimony. At the reboot camp, she had fibro the size of a cup. So she was, she appeared to be adding weight, but it wasn't food. She had a growth. She had a growth. And so she had to be nursing it, visiting the hospital as often as possible, had a you know, case file there and everything, scans regularly and all of that. In fact, they, according to her, I think they were fast-tracking their wedding just to avoid complications and all of that. In fact, they planned for their honeymoon to be in India so that they can take the opportunity to do an operation. They had booked their flight and everything and then came for a boot camp. And I said, right out whatever you want God to do. But as I, as I approached her, she's telling the story. I'm full of the spirit. And she wanted to show me. I said, don't worry. Do you believe? She said, I believe. Laid hands on her. She fell to the floor. You know, got up. Honestly, she wasn't going to the hospital full of faith. She was going for her routine check. And the doctor did the scan. Said there's no fibroid. So she was like, ah. Hold on. <laughs> so she was like, what do you mean? The doctor said, I can't see anything here. So she was arguing with the doctor. The doctor in annoyance turned the screen to show her. I said, see. And then she looked. She saw nothing. What, what had been the size of a cup had disappeared. And so she, she was there, you know, with her fiancé. At the time she was telling me this, her wedding was just two days away. So she said, Pastor, we've already bought our tickets to India, so we'll just go there and chill. That's, that's the Jesus that I know. I asked her, I said, I asked the fans, I said, what do you think about this? What, what was running through your mind? I said, Pastor, I, in fact, I'm still, I'm still amazed. I asked her, I said, when you got home, what did you, when you prayed, what did you say? He said, I just knelt down and started crying. Say, thank you, Jesus. 
I believe in your healing power. I receive it now. We see it manifest now. Heal every sickness. Heal every disease. Now. Hallelujah. So just lift your hands and receive. Listen to this testimony. You know, a lady in the Abuja church came to me. She had a scan report. She had an issue with her heart. The size was abnormal. I was at the lobby of Silverbed Galleria when she told me this. And as I was looking at her, I knew it was, it was the devil. I, I don't want to go into details how I knew. I laid hands on her. She fell on the floor in the public, in open. You know, fell on the floor. I saw the demon spirit leap, you know, away from her. I knew she was fine. And then she went for another scan days later the heart had shrunk back to normal so now this is the interesting part so she came with two scans before and after this is your god so what would you, so what do you tell the doctor where did you go he said uh, uh, someone touched my head <laughs> hallelujah living here hale and hearty. Nobody lives here feeble. In the mighty name of Jesus. So one more time, be healed. Crown of your head to the sole of your feet. Your expectations are exceeded. Expectations are exceeded. Be healed in your body. organ that needs to be replaced is replaced. Every organ the doctor called dead is coming back to life. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name. I want to give you four minutes thereabouts. Do what you couldn't do before. Listen, this is a prophetic instruction. Do. I'm not asking you to try. I'm asking you to do. Go on right now. Go on right now. Go on right now. Thank you for listening. We are sure that you have been blessed. For inquiries, reach us on our helpline 0809-996-7000. Blessings.